Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast brought to you by iFilm Cinema, cinema for everyone. As you know, this podcast is available to you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. It is your boy, Aaron Cross. Um, Yeah, so uh, still on the search for another co-host, a, you know, a regular, regularly appearing co-host. I've actually uh, recorded... A couple of episodes uh, since the Tuesday episode. Um, so on Tuesday, when the episode came out, I uh, had uh, someone come and record an episode with me, and uh, just to see how it work, it would work. And uh, the episode went well. I'm not going to put it out. Um, I didn't want you know. Once I went back and listened to it, obviously, I just wasn't a big fan of it. Um, it's sort of, you know, it's not easy finding that dynamic of like me and Kyler had. And I don't think I'll ever find the dynamic that me and Kyler had. But uh, the hunt still continues for the uh, second part of uh, the NYNP. But in other news, uh, NBA trade deadline was yesterday or technically today. Um, when you're listening to this, it'll be yesterday. So uh, I'm going to open up my phone real quick. Let's see here. Let's see here. Boom, boom, bing, bing. Bada, bing, bong, boom, bong, bing, bing, bing. All right, so I'm on a CBS NBA on their uh, the CBS Sports website. And um, I'm just going to run through these real quick and give my opinion on them. So obviously the big one, if you're a sports person, if you watch the NBA, you obviously know the big one. The 76ers pull off the James Harden trade. Um the 76ers got James Harden and Paul Millsap, and the Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two picks. Um, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how, where the picks came in. I know the 76ers were asking for picks, and they ended up giving two away. That's a little crazy. Um, the Celtics, uh, they got they got rid of Dan, uh, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, he's a rocket now. Uh the Kings got Demonis Sabonis. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, the Cavaliers got Karis LeVert, a good young talent. I actually like Karis LeVert a lot. Um, let's see here. The Raptors sent Gordon Drogic to the Spurs for Thad Young. Um, the Suns got Torrey Craig from the Pacers. The Celtics trade Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. Um, the Jazz got rid of... Joe Ingles, he's a blazer now. Um, the t- Kings gave up Tyrese Halliburton, who's been playing, you know, crazy good this year. But they got, you know, they got Demonis Sabonis, an all-star, in return for him. Uh, the old and older one, the Pelicans got C.J. McCollum in a trade. Uh, let's see here. And the Knicks got Cam Reddish from the Hawks for Kevin Knox and a protected 2022 uh, first round pick and uh, the one that sort of threw me off the most was the Dallas Mavericks got rid of Kristaps Porzingis and they got uh, uh, Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie uh, and a pick from the Wizards and I like that pick oh uh, well, not that pick sorry I actually like that trade, but uh, I'll get to that in a second. So, obviously the big one, James Harden, Ben Simmons. Uh, James Harden's been wanting out of Brooklyn for a while now. 
after he worked so hard to get there in the first place, uh, you know, I don't think he knew it was going to be as much trouble as it was going to be as difficult as, as, you know, as it panned out. So he's been wanting out of Brooklyn for a while now, and he said he's been wanting to go to Philly. Uh, they got the trade done. Ben Simmons has clearly wanted out of Philadelphia for the longest time, you know, since before this past offseason even started. Well, they both got their wishes. Um, I don't think Ben Simmons really cared where he went, to be honest. Um, but James Harden wanted to go to Philly, play alongside Joel Embiid. And uh, I imagine Ben Simmons is pretty happy. He gets to play alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge and Patty Mills and whoever else is on that damn team. But uh, all the other moves, I really didn't really – I don't think they make that much of a difference uh, in the long – to be honest – the Kristaps trade, though, I was um, it happened right before the trade deadline, which was uh, at 3 p.m. today. And my, you know, obviously I was looking at my phone, uh, reading the James Harden details and the Ben Simmons trade details, and all of a sudden I got a Bleacher Report pop up on my phone that said Kristaps is gone. Kristaps said like the tagline was like Kristaps out of D Town or something. And I, was, I almost had the exact same reaction whenever the Mavericks got him the first time, whenever they got him, because it happened right before the trade deadline as well. Um, but I like Chris Stops. I don't – I mean, I like Chris Stops as a player. Um, just the downside is that, you know, he was never able to come back fully healthy. He never – he never became, you know, the Chris Stops that we saw – as a Nick. And that's what I think Dallas was hoping for. He, you know, for the six or seven games, he has a season where he does play like that. It's great. But then he's either, you know, out or he doesn't play that well. And just that, that didn't work out for work out for the Mavericks. So I think it was the smart move to, to, to move on from him. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I like Spencer Dinwiddie a lot. Um, obviously he hasn't been playing that well this season, but I think if he can become even, you know, a little bit of what he was whenever he played for Brooklyn, where he was close to being an all-star, I think that would be great for the Mavericks. Uh, I like that, uh, Davis Bertans, um, tall, lengthy shooter, very, you know, he's a lot like Chris Stops. Um, obviously he's not a Chris Stops level talent, but he's like a lot like Chris Stops. So I like those two trade. I like those two on Dallas specifically Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I like Demonis Sabonis in Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox. Um, but that's those, other than those three, that's really about it um, that I really have a strong opinion on because, you know, it's not that nothing too crazy happened other than that James Harden and uh, Ben and Kristaps trade. Those are the big ones. Uh, those are the things that have marquee names, obviously, and C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans, but that happened a couple days ago. So, I think that I think that Joel Embiid and James Harden actually work really well together. Uh, James Harden, the you know the whole reason that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid never worked together is because Ben Simmons can't shoot. He's a great defender. He can get, he can guard. One through five, he can guard every position on the court. He's tall, he's big, he's lengthy, he's 6'10". Um, he's a point guard at 6'10". Great ball, you know, great court vision, ball handling. Uh, 
But when it comes to outside scoring, he's terrible. And Joel Embiid being a center, he that can shoot. He's a center first, so primary. You know, all of his points primarily come from, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen feet and closer. He's a he's an inside scorer with with a jump shot. So if if you know if it's needed, he can shoot the three ball. He can shoot the long jumper. But a majority of his points come from inside the paint. And that with Ben Simmons, just I don't think it ever worked because it clogs the paint. Joel Embiid's already down there. So having Joel Embiid a seven-footer and then another person that's basically seven-foot driving the lane, it just doesn't work. It clogs the lane, especially in today's game when a lot of teams run five out or four out and one in, uh, you know, basketball. So James Harden being there in Philly, I think it works really well. Um, we'll see how that goes. But James Harden, one of the greatest one-on-one perimeter scorers in NBA history, and Joel Embiid is playing like an MVP this season. So I think those two work out really well. And then I also think Ben Simmons and Brooklyn works out really well too because you no longer have to worry about being a, you know, trying to be a scorer. You can be a facilitator and a defender and get your points if they come to you. You know, you got Kyrie, um, which he most likely will be back full time. Uh, we'll see what the uh, governor of New York changes about the COVID mandate. Hope you know, not, hopefully, but maybe he changes it to where it's not a mandate anymore, so Kyrie can play in Brooklyn. Um, but that's just that time will tell on that. But either way it goes, Kyrie, um, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Ben Simmons. You got a ton of tools there that work to their advantage now, especially that three, four, and five position, depending on how they want to run it. They got a big, big lineup, and they got a lot of ball handlers on their team. Obviously, Kyrie, the greatest ball handler we've ever seen in the NBA, and a scoring machine when he wants to be. And then you obviously have Kevin Durant, which is – he, you know, he's unguardable. He's seven feet tall, skills of a point guard, shooting and scoring ability of a shooting guard, can guard the one through five position, great defender. And then you have, now you had Ben Simmons, who you lack in the, the perimeter scoring, but you have someone that draws attention when he goes to the paint. He's so, he's so damn big, 6'10". And, uh, you know, if you one-on-one him in the paint, he's going to score on you. If you drop, you know, and you bring a defender over to help, He's a point guard first, so he has the court vision to make that pass. And now at that point, you got Kyrie and KD sitting on the perimeter for the for the shot. So I think both of those teams won. Nets, I would say more so the Nets won because they got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry. Oh, yeah, they had the Seth Curry. I forgot. One of the greatest shooters in the NBA right now. And they got, Lamar, uh, and they got Andre Drummond, big man. Um, and a pick. So the Nets definitely won that trade, but I think both teams made it out okay, to be completely honest. Um, the Wizards, I think Kristaps will do good there. He'll be the man there. Um, he'll be the you know the go-to scoring option, especially now since Bradley Bill is out for the rest of the season with a surgery. So Kristaps will be the man there. I don't think Bradley Bill will stay in the offseason. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's for another episode, obviously, and in a ways down the, you know, a ways down the 
the future time hole. But uh, the Wizards, they made it out all right, I guess. They got Chris Stops. They got a big dude that can score. As long as he plays, I think he, he'll be fine. Um, that's another reason why I don't think he ever worked out with the Mavericks is they got Chris Stops, and they also had Luka, and Chris Stops was a Nick. He was the man. He's the unicorn. He came to Dallas. Everyone wanted that Luka, Chris Stops, European dynamic to work, and it just never did. Obviously, I think Kristaps wanted to be the guy in Dallas, and that just wasn't going to happen, especially with Luka there. That's just not – anyone who goes to Dallas, you're not going to be the guy. It's just that simple. Um, you're not going to. That's Luka's team. Luka's a top five player in the NBA. So that's Luka's team. Whoever's there is a is a complimentary piece. But uh, Spencer Dinwiddie being there, I think it fits really well. Um, good score, ball handler, can run the floor. Uh, Davis Bertans, uh, outside score, big, tall, lengthy, can defend. Uh, you still got, you still kept Jalen Brunson. Um, he's been playing out of his mind. So I think both of those teams, more so the Mavericks won, but we'll see. Only time can tell. See how they fit. Hopefully Spencer Dinwiddie can get back into his old form and, play like he played you know last year and the year before so in other news the Super Bowl is this Sunday and I know I talked about it on the Tuesday episode um but the Super Bowl is this Sunday I oh I know what I, I was gonna talk about it last I'm sorry if you heard that's me I'm moving in my chair I was I was curious because I read it before and I want to know who is the halftime show? Here we go. Okay, so obviously we know the Super Bowl is this Sunday. We got the Los Angeles Rams playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I want the Bengals to win. I see the Rams winning though, but I would love to see the Bengals win. So, but uh, the other thing, people that don't watch football, they watch it for is I feel like there's three types of people that watch the Super Bowl and you have the hardcore NFL fans or just not even hardcore NFL fans you just have fans of football that watch the Super Bowl it's still the number one thing that plays on TV every year you know has the most views every year um, you got people that love football that watch it you have the people that watch it just for the halftime commercials or not or just the commercials in general and then you have the people that watch it just for the halftime show the performance and who performed last year i'm pretty sure last year was that stupid shakira and j-lo thing it was terrible but this year um and you have the people that watch it for the whole thing the whole thing as a they're a fan of football they watch the game they love the commercials and they're interested in this who's performing at halftime and i'm one of those people i'm not the biggest football fan in the world but it's in my almost it's on my, it's in my DNA basically. I've been I played football from the age of 5 to 14. Same with baseball. Um, I played baseball from 5 to 14 and basketball obviously is the one I gravitated towards the most. I played I still play that now and I've been playing that forever. So uh but I said all that just to get to the halftime show this year. I was going to talk about it on the last episode and I forgot to bring it up. But uh, this year's halftime show is sort of interesting. Um, 
so last year you had Shakira and J Lo. I'm not a big fan of uh, Shakira. Got a couple good songs. I think J Lo has like one song that I like, but wasn't too big of a wasn't a big fan of that one. Then the year before that you had Maroon Five and Travis Travis Scott. Uh, I liked that one. I'm pretty sure the year before that you had Justin Timberlake. I'm a big fan of JT. Year before that it was I think the Bruno Mars, Beyonce, and Coldplay one. Uh, no, no, no. Last year was the weekend. Sorry, was the weekend. Then the year before that was J Lo. Year before that was Travis and Maroon Five, and the year before that was the Beyonce, Coldplay, and Bruno. And I think the year before that was just Bruno, uh, if I remember correctly. But this year it's uh, I'm on you know CBS Sports again. Uh, you got five performers set to take the stage at halftime this year. Uh, you got Dr. Dre, which is a little strange because he's not much of a rapper. He's much more of a producer. Snoop Dogg, um, 90s rapper, still relevant in pop culture today. Um, Kendrick Lamar, solid. I like I like K-Dot. Uh, Mary J. Blige is an interesting choice. And Eminem, they're all five taking the stage this year for for the Super Bowl, um, which makes, you know, those five all together make sense. Um, especially, you know, you got Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. They stretch back to the NWA days uh, in the early 90s. Uh, Mary J. Blige, also another mid-90s, late-90s R&B, you know, figure in music. Eminem, he's Eminem. Um, Kendrick Lamar, West Coast rapper, along with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I think they all tie in really well together. So we'll see. I think the show, I think it'll be good. You really can't go wrong with any of those. Um, especially because it's in Los Angeles. It's the the Super Bowl's in Los Angeles. You got Kendrick Lamar, Los Angeles rapper. You got Snoop Dogg, Los Angeles. Dr. Dre, Los Angeles. Uh, I'm not sure where Mary J. Blige is from, but Eminem stretches across all, you know, the whole country. So you can never go wrong with those. Uh, we'll see though. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I wanted to talk about? It was probably going to be a really short episode, to be honest. Hopefully, um, oh yeah. So, uh, before I forget, I still have, we still have Valentine's day, uh, heartbreak collection merchandise selling right now. Uh, this episode comes out on the 11th. So, you know, if uh, you got three days, basically, to get your Heartbreak Collection hoodie or long sleeve shirt, depending on what you want, I got it. Just slide up, or not slide up, but message me, Aaron Cross 15 on Snapchat, and there's a real quick one, um, hopefully Tuesday, hopefully this weekend, I got a photo shoot on Saturday, but hopefully over the weekend, I can... Uh, find someone that fits you know the the complimentary piece that i need to sort of you know get this podcast back to an hour length of time and a good back and forth uh hopefully by tuesday but we'll see you know my saturday's pretty wrapped up having a got an all day basically an all day photo shoot but we'll see um but other than that uh thanks for listening and sticking around i know it's a little strange uh you know it's not what I'm used to doing, but, uh, hopefully here in the near future, we'll get, you know, I'll get it right. And, 
be back on the NYNP train of the normal episodes. Um, but with that being said, Snapchat is Aaron Cross 15, Instagram, I film Aaron by the heartbreak collection, message me, message Keyshawn, uh, anyone you see really tell them you want one. They'll message me. I'll get it to you. Um, PlayStation, I film Aaron, come play call of duty with me. And with that being said, uh, have a good weekend and I'll see you on Tuesday.